Um, good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's programming. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff, and I'm very, very excited to have our very first uh, in-author visit. We've never done this before. Having an author like this in our studio and I, I, I'm just so thrilled that we could find a way to schedule uh, Dr. Carlton Atticus Locus, um, a renowned doctor in a variety of fields. I'm not quite sure what those are, but we're going to find out. And um, he is currently getting ready to release his very first book. It's semi-autobiographical but we will get a little bit into it. I'm, I'm so pleased to have Dr. Carlton Locus with us tonight. So without further ado, I'm not going to beat around any mulberry bushes here. Why don't we bring the doctor out and have a conversation with him and see, uh, see what's going on. Hello. Hello, Jeffrey. It's a pleasure to meet you. Dr. Locus, it's so nice to have you on the show. Welcome. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, congratulations on this new book of yours. It's been quite the journey. It's, uh, as you said, a semi-autobiographical endeavor, which is, means uh, it's half about me and half written not by me. That's uh, that's really fantastic. Let's take a look at the. Uh, let's see what the book looks like. The cover of the book is a, um, really looks like very interesting. Something that I definitely would want to read. I'm just gonna pull this up. Wow. Um, As you can tell, I was a striking young man back then. That's fantastic. Uh, and so this is called Journey of My Spirit Horse. To see the path, you must go through it. That's really profound. Yeah, you can't you can't go through the path if you don't see it, Jeffrey. Yeah, um, and uh, tell me, you uh, you had the, you, there's illustrations in this book, and you had uh, Hanson Richards do the illustrations. How did you first meet Hanson? Uh, yes, Hanson is uh, <clears throat> one of the very first photographers and illustrators that I've met on this path. Uh, and he was, he's been so kind, but to help me throughout my journey, which has led me sitting in this chair right to you, Jeffrey. That's amazing. Um, and you, I, I read, I read somewhere else that you first met Hanson Richards during an ayahuasca ritual down in, it's in, uh, uh, Peru. in Peru. Yes. That's correct. Yes, uh, we did a retreat in Peru uh, where we met with some shamans down there and we had an ayahuasca uh, experience. It was quite exhilarating. You don't know yourself until you've done that at least one time. I've done it now 37. 37 ayahuasca journeys you've taken. 37. Now, the journey of my spirit horse, uh, there's a lot to be sort of derived from something like that is this a literal spirit horse is this a figurative spirit horse and like what is the path 
that you must go through in order to see. I've met many horses on this path, Jeffrey, uh, in one shape or form or, or the other. Uh, both physical horses and uh, figurative horses, of course, uh, especially when you're taking uh, ayahuasca trips. Uh, let me tell you, you see a lot of horses there, horses of different colors. Uh, like kind of like Wizard of Oz. Have you ever seen Wizard of Oz, Jeffrey? Many times. Many so, times. So you understand it. it's a horse of a different color sometimes. And uh yes. As you go go through this journey, mm -hmm. such as I've been on. Yes. Uh, you do see uh many shades of many things. Now, what um you have several uh degrees and PhDs. Can you pull uh, in what fields? Uh, Dr. Locus. Uh, well, equestrian, of course. Um, that's just one of them. Excuse me, I have a bone in my throat. I was Are eating. Okay? Fish. Yeah, I was eating fish tonight for dinner. Oh man, <laughs> I got a bone stuck in my throat. I've come across many bones on this hey. trip. Yes, uh, so I hear. Uh, what are your other degrees of uh, doctorate in physiology? I mean, psychology, uh, PhDs. Yeah, so I do have a, a degree in psychology. Also, uh, an, a civil engineering degree, which not many people know about. Really? Uh, what were you designing? That is correct. I was designing stables for the horses. <laughs> Interesting. Um, what goes into designing a horse stable? What what are you what kind what are you looking for in a stable when you're designing it? Well, Jeffrey, they are complex animals. Uh, you know, not many people understand. Uh, you know, the, the horse in itself they they require many things. They have many needs, and I just try to uh, keep that in mind when I'm creating these stables uh, for a maximum experience for this horse. Now, um, Dr. Locus, I've read uh, that you have won awards um, for um, breeding horses, and I wanted to know more about that process and um, your journey in horse breeding and how that sort of all came about together. Well, it's, it's very controversial, Jeffrey, uh, you know, because of the horse racing industry, um, breeding in that form, it's, it's become very controversial. And it's something I'd rather not get into at this point because, uh, you know, there are very, there are outside influences right now that, that I shouldn't really speak about uh, the breeding of the animals and, and, and who I supply them to. Well, it's my understanding um, that, uh, you were at the front line. You were at the front lines of the uh, protesting when you were guys were lob. You were lobbying down in Washington against um, uh, the the legalization of horse, horse Viagra, and it, as it relates to animal husbandry, of which you ha hold several degrees in. As far as I understand, is this true? Let me tell you, Jeffrey. There's a lot of protesters out there for that. Wow. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had to escape many physical altercations. Uh, you know, it, there are lots of illustrations in my book about 
horse Viagra and, and the, the, uh, you know, the test that we've had to go through, uh, is very controversial with the animal testing as well. And let me tell you, it's uh, it's a learning experience going through that book when we Did, come across the horse Viagra. Um, so Hanson Richards, um, is my understanding that he works in pen and ink and is that would you say that's a good medium for the rendering of the horses in... it does not do it any justice jeffrey it does not do it any justice it does not okay do it any justice okay uh, i guess nothing we'll like the real up. thing nothing like the real thing um and I, I was wondering perhaps if, if it would be okay, I wouldn't do it without your permission. I thought, because I know the book is not officially out yet. Would it be possible if we could read, if I could read to my audience a chapter from your, your book? Of course, I've sent it to you in advance. I was hoping that you yeah. would take a gander. I would love to, and I'd love to discuss, uh, I'd love to discuss the chapter with you afterwards. Let's take a look. This is a uh, chapter that we're about to read. This is a chapter from right now. This is, this is a chapter from <laughs> Journey of My Spirit Horse by Dr. Carlton Locus. Mm. To see the path, you must go through it. I'm going to start reading now. Um, but we don't want <laughs> uh, Hold on one second while I get this all uh, set up. Yeah, here. It looks like you need a, a degree in uh, video production. Oh, it seems that I, I also have... have a degree in video production, Jeffrey. I have many little people know this about me. Oh, really? I, I think I knew that. I think I knew that. So uh, we're going to set this up right now. My uh, my my behind the scenes producer is giving me uh, trouble here. OK, here we go. All right. So this is a chapter. This is chapter 13 out of Journey of My Spirit Horse uh, by Dr. Carlton Locus. As I sat behind the wheel of my car, the sun shining brightly above me, I took a deep breath and closed my eyes. I knew what I, <laughs> I knew what I was about to do was going to be difficult, but I knew it was also necessary. Let me I tell had, you, that was a very difficult time. I had been called by the spirits to drive my car through a group of horses. <laughs> gathered in the middle of the road now let me tell you something jeffrey <laughs> it's a very frightening thing to hit a spirit horse with your car and watch it explode with blood flying all over the place uh and uh yeah it's just something that's traumatized that, me i'm sorry me. i don't i don't know is that a metaphor for for, for the chapter no, i'm reading or something really happened Oh, all right. Let's keep reading. I had been called by the spirits to drive my car through a group of horses. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know this was a comedy. I thought we were. No, this is. I, I, I'm sorry. No, you know what happened? I stepped on a tack and I, I, I expressed pain through a comedy and humor. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I had... <laughs> Do you feel the power of the spirits? <laughs> Tom, even you just reading this right now. Okay. Uh, it me, is, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to laugh at you. It is overwhelming so much that I'm you so have. Sorry. You're losing your, your function let of me. your brain. That's how much the 
spirits are just collapsing your puny little brain. It's amazing. We have to get through this chapter. Okay, ready? Okay. I had been called by the spirits to drive my car through a group of horses that had gathered in the middle of the road. As a seeker of the spirit, I knew that everything was connected and that there was a deeper meaning to this experience than I needed to understand. I opened my eyes and looked out of the windshield. <laughs> the horses were grazing peacefully. Their heads... <laughs> I opened my eyes and looked out at the windshield. The horses were grazing peacefully, their heads low to the ground. <laughs> they didn't you know see... how they eat, right? You know how they graze where their heads go real low? That's exactly what I was seeing, Jeffrey. It was amazing. They didn't seem to notice me yet, but I knew they would. <laughs> but they would. They didn't seem to notice me yet, but I knew that would soon change. It would soon change. <laughs> I, put, I put the car into gear and slowly began to approach the horses. As I got closer, as I got closer, I could see their <laughs> I could see their muscles tense. Their ears flickering back and forth. <laughs> they... <laughs> you are the worst. Hold you on. are the worst. Keep it together, young man. I put, I put the car in gear and slowly began to approach the horses. <laughs> As I got closer, I could see their muscles tense, their muscle. ears flickering back and forth. They were aware of my presence now, and they didn't like it. I could feel my heart racing in my chest. Like this. I'm crying. I'm actually crying. My hands gripping the steering wheel tightly, but I knew I had to stay calm to trust in the spirits and the energy of the universe and the energy of the universe to guide me through this experience. All about your breathing. You just have to like... As I really reach, take a deep breath in through your nose and then exhale through your mouth. As I reached the edge of the herd, I took another deep breath and closed my eyes once again. I, I could you. feel I could feel the energy of the horses around me, their hooves pounding on the ground <laughs> as they moved to make way for my car. Um, I will say that I will stop you here right now and say that um, I'm not sure if these horse were actually physical or figurative at this point. <laughs> we can neither confirm nor deny whether the horses were real or not. Mm -mm. I could hear their snorts and whinnies, and I knew they were communicating. Have you ever heard a whinny? <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I hear their snorts and I could hear their snorts and whinnies. And I knew that they were communicating with me on a level beyond words. They were teaching me about trust, about surrender, about the interconnectedness of all things. And then in a moment that seemed to last forever, I was through the herd and on the other side. The horses had moved out of the way, leaving me with a sense of awe and wonder at the power of the universe and the spirits that guide us. As I drove from the horses, I felt the deep sense of gratitude and reverence. I knew that the experience changed me in profound ways and that I would carry its lessons with me for the rest of my life. Driving through a herd of horses may seem like a simple act, but for me, 
It was transformative spiritual journey that taught me about trust, surrender, and the interconnectedness of all things. It was an experience that I will never forget and one that I will always cherish as a sacred part of my spiritual journey. Now, let me stop you there, Jeffrey, because even that was beautiful. I'm crying. Oh, my God. Even experiences that aren't real can be real experiences. And that journey right there uh, really proves that theory that you don't actually have to go through something to go through something. And let me tell you, that path. Oh, my God. That moment forever changed my path that has led me here right now. I'm so grateful that you've been able to read that passage as painstaking as it was with the the spirits attacking your, uh, I, your reading ability the way they were. But um, Well, as I told you, I, I ate fish for dinner and I had a bone stuck in my throat. Do I look like my picture? Um, yeah, it's great. Who took this picture of you, by the way? Uh, it's a German fetish photographer. Fantastic work. Fantastic work. Um, So tell me, um, I've heard that this that this book, Journey of My Spirit Horse, is the buzz is so hot on it that it's going to be turned into a movie. Is there any truth to this? We can only hope the budget for such a film would be astronomical. Yeah. So uh, the biggest thing is to find. Uh, investments into the film absolutely uh, to reach what the production cost uh, and what our budget would be um, and then only then will I be comf- comfortable with creating such a film um, we're gonna take a quick uh, a quick break for our sponsor riotstickers.com you can get a thousand stickers for $79 that's seven cents per sticker Please go to riotstickers.com backslash from us. Link is down in the description. I am very familiar with riot stickers. They have also come through my path. We've intersected in many, many different <clears throat> forms throughout our lives. Some would say you crashed right into them. Yes. And 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 made that so. So let's crash into this video before we return with Dr. Carlton Locust. Dr. Carlton Locus, and we are talking about his um, astounding debut uh, semi-autobiographical book called 
journey of my spirit horse uh, available soon where all books are sold to see the path you must go through it by dr carlton atticus locus with illustrations from the brilliant hansen richards um everybody needs to give mr richards a good hand because he's having a rough time right now Uh, this journey has taken quite the toll Really, tell on me Hansen. about it. What happened to Hanson? <sighs> He's taken a real beating. Mister Richards has. Mister Richards has taken. Uh, it's it's not just a physical toll. It's a, a it's a mental and emotional toll. This is not an easy path. Almost like a walk. spanking, a spanking, if you will. Quite the spanking. Like a like a choking almost. You ever been kicked square in the nuts by a horse, Jeffrey? I can only imagine. Well, well Hanson you know, is, uh, you know, he had quite the experience. Right. Yeah, he has a lot of field was needed. He has a lot of field experience. Mm. Yeah, and that takes uh, that's that's not just physical pain. That's uh, that's something that sticks with you the rest of your life. So Hanson is going through a rough time. T's and P's for Hanson, everybody. Thank you. I'm very sorry to hear that. It's on my understanding that that 10% of the proceeds of your book will actually go to a GoFundMe surgery. Yes. <laughs> For you mean a scrotum surgery scrotum. That's the, that's correct. That is the proper terminology, right? David um, Lee Rath is here. Yeah. We're going to start opening this up to some Q and a, uh, with the good Dr. Carlton locust. So if you have a question about, horses animal husbandry uh spirit horses uh driving of cars uh anything of the sort please uh ask your questions now to mr locus dr locus sorry this is actually a very interesting question i'm so happy that you've popped this one up first what do you think yeah the horse blood is very controversial uh however it contains nutrients and vitamins that the human body craves and needs to, to create a perfect form, a physical form of perfection. Uh, there are some uh, really, really well-known musicians who have been known to drink the blood of the horse, the horse's blood, if you will. Uh, amazing. Well-known in the scene. I, I, Jeff, I've done a little background search. Uh, on you, and I, I noticed that you are very misfit centric. There's a lot of horror punk things going on in your life. You have you've had a lot of different uh, guests from that genre, and there are very prolific names in that genre that do drink, in fact, the horse's blood. Oh my goodness, I had no idea. Yes, two it's individuals that I'm thinking of right now. Uh, very, really? very, pro- yeah, very prolific in your genre. Really? Uh, that do the horse's blood. Um, we have another question. Uh, uh, Mom Longoria is asking, have you ever had a spiritual contact with Mr. Ed? Perhaps on one of your ayahuasca journeys? Mr. Ed, uh, unfortunately, the original Mr. Ed had passed away long ago, so I've not had the pleasure. I know I look like an old man, but I am not that old. I've never met Mr. Ed uh, not even in my ethereal journeys. Uh, fortunately, never crossed paths with Mr. Ed. Um, 
<clears throat> Mr. DLW writes, is it better to use glue made from the remains of a horse or just the regular one? Excuse me? Is it better to use glue made from the remains of a horse or just the regular one? The, Whatever what, that uh, means. Whatever uh, that means. What, the regular glue? What do you, what do you mean? Uh, do you mean a live horse? Should we use the glue of live horses? No, I don't. Um, I don't recommend that. You won't have a good time. Um, it's my understanding that your new book has the foreword is written by uh, none other than uh, Chaz Hugh Untermeyer Denton. Chaz Hugh Untermeyer Denton, yes. <laughs> Funny that you come across that name. Yeah, that's that Chaz. Chaz Hugh is um, uh, prolific in. Um, is prolifically um, uh, affectionate uh, for um, horses. It's my understanding, and was uh, had come in contact with you to write a. He four definitely had come in contact. He definitely had come in contact, right? And wrote this forward to your book. Um, <clears throat> what was that process like working with him? Uh. It was interesting as I had never actually met the per the man in person. Uh, we've mm. only had telecommunications. Uh, interesting. Yes. Uh, and somehow we've made uh, six degrees of contact that way. We've never actually spoken on the phone or anything like that. And he was able to write the forward of my book that way. That's telepathically, that's if you will. It's really, really pretty. Mm. Um. Uh, DLW at writes, uh, are you into horse racing? Do you think it's cruel to the horses? Well, David, have you ever been just locked up in your house for weeks on end? Well, imagine <clears throat> a horse in a stable just doing nothing but eating hay and just looking at other horses and snorting and hee-hawing, as Jeff would say. You need to go out and do do things. The horse needs a purpose. Racing gives the horse a purpose. I think it's wonderful for the horses. They're treated great. Uh, horse racing is alive and well, and I am a proponent of horse racing. Um, tell me. Uh, oh, uh, DLW says, yes, I meant the glue made from dead horses versus regular glue, not glue directly from the beef spigot of a, <laughs> of a live horse. <laughs> if you are familiar with beef spigots and, uh, and the glue that permeates from their pores, correct? It's not exactly my <clears throat> emphasis of expertise, but I do hire uh, less desirable desirable people than I to oh uh, test elaborate the, test the beef spigots of please, live horses. Please elaborate further on such matters. Is there uh, if you could? Uh, well, you know. If you walk around certain parts of town, you'll find people that'll help you with almost anything. That's very true. That is, it's uh, very true. This has been. Has, I have a question for David Lee Rath. He seems to have a lot of interest <laughs> in horses. Would he like to to help in some of these uh, these tests and some of these journeys that I go on, both physically and uh, spiritually? I actually, I am curious to know what, what is next? I mean, you've written a book, you've worked with horses, you've driven cars. I mean, what is next for someone like 
Dr. Carlton Locus out there in the field? I've taken an interest in kites. 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 Yeah. That's nice. I'm going to fly kites. Okay. Not a bad way to go. Large kites, small kites. Yeah. Plastic kites, paper kites. Okay. Uh, yeah. All different kinds of kites. There's there's many, many, many. Yeah. Kinds of kites. Just like there are many different horses, Jeffrey. Uh, it's my understanding. That is my understanding. Indeed. Indeed. Um, well, I just really, I, I, I want to, is there any other questions for uh, Dr. Carlton Locus uh, before we uh, wrap up our little um, uh, interview and Q and A. And I feel like we've come, you know, we've, We've come. Beaten all... dead, we've beaten a dead horse with the real horse talk. There's many, many more spiritual things out there than actual real horses. Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've the, really come all over the place here in regards to the we've discussion off of the horses. dead horse enough. Yes, we've be beaten this dead horse to fruition, mm. and that's what is important, especially when talking about all things. Whether you're talking about horses and There's nothing quite as beautiful a as a horse running around free with its huge yeah. beast when a horse <laughs> slapping in the wind. <laughs> oh well, you know they're they're growers, not showers, David. So yeah, this is true. This is true, and um, David's uh, it, really taking a uh, liking into this. Uh, there's a, there's this a lot territory. of different now. Now that's my understanding. There's a lot of you know there's a lot of sort of slang words for, you know, the handling of horses, you know, um, in when you are trying to uh, make new horses, um, horse spunk, horse funk, um, just all sorts of stuff that, that comes, comes to mind. Um, uh, is it important to use this sort of vernacular when you're communicating with your coworkers on the farms? You used to intern at farms before you uh, I was got your doctorates. Very, very young man back then. Yeah. It's a time I don't even remember. It's a time before time. It's amazing. Um, this has been, I have to say, this has been very informative. And have you ever I, had uh, hallucinogenic experiences, Jeffrey? Um. Yes, to to an extent, uh, some some would say yes. And now, in those no. in those experiences, were you ever able to control the wild stallion? The wild stallion always materialized between my legs, and as it should, as, as it, it should. should. And when it was time to come down, I would come. Down. And yeah, and take the horse home. And that's metaphysically, that's physically, that's spiritually, that's, you know, every metaphor you could imagine under the sun. There's a lot of metaphor. Um, and there's a lot of, I can't believe we've come up with this many, to be honest with you. Th there's a lot of imagery that comes to mind with the journey of my spirit yeah. horse. Usually there is. Usually there is. Some of it you could never you can never get that back. You know, yeah. once you see something, you can't unsee it, Jeff. Yeah, it stays true. with you forever. And uh sometimes 
it's frightening. Sometimes it's quite beautiful. Do you have any experience with horse meat? Uh, uh, every once in a while at Burger King. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's really, really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Something funny, doctor? Yeah. The emotions are just getting to me. Uh, yeah. That's what I figured. This has been a very emotional discussion. I, I mean, I really feel in... I really feel like after reading a chapter from this book, do we have any that, more chapters that you can read from? I, um, There's a whole book. There's got to be another chapter in there. Yeah. That you can read from. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. There's definitely more chapters in this book. I just um, need to, if, if you could, uh, it's better to open the book in order to read it. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see what. Uh, let me. Let me. Let me thumb through your book, if you could please um, uh, take some more questions from the audience while I thumb yeah, through sure. your uh, book. And they say, so, uh, Mr. David Lee Rath, not to be mistaken with the singer Van Halen, uh, who is also a rider of horses. Uh, Jeff and you look a lot alike with beards, like brothers from the same ball sack. And I could you not mean agree. Scrotum, scrotum sack. I could not agree more. Mm. Where is your beard, Jeffrey? Where is it gone? Um, well, funny you ask. And you had long hair kidding. and a beard. What happened? I am not kidding when I say this. I, I do still have my long hair. It's just oh. done up in a ponytail. But I was actually working with the Prince of Sweden in the city. I, I know and- him quite well. No, no, I really was working with the I- Prince of Sweden, and he is quite the horse rider let me tell you no 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 i really really was working with the prince of sweden why do you think i wasn't i'm not saying that i'm just saying that i and i had to shave my beard because i wanted to look good for the prince yeah you should see what the horse has to do when he works with the prince yeah but in this case i really did (laughs) i really did work with the prince of sweden and it was very interesting Hold was on, let a, me pull up another chapter. Was it a of, life-altering experience? Uh, it was a, a tremendous experience. Did you feel like you were ch- with? Did you feel like you were with royalty? I did. I did. Um, let me uh, please, if you could just talk to the audience uh, a little bit more about your experience with uh, horses, while I. Um, pull up another chapter from your book. Excuse me for one moment while I do that. Mr. David Lee Rath again, he wants to know if uh, we've had certain illicit medications nicknamed the horse. Well, no, we don't mess with that. Uh, that is not something that is not endeavor that we uh, try to chase after. Uh, most of this is uh, hallucinogenic experiences. Um, horse is not one of them. I would never shave, especially for a prince. Angus McHumanus? Who's Angus? Porgus. Okay. <laughs> Angus McCor Angus McCorgus. It's my favorite. Like I can't see his. Oh whole no, Angus. No, sorry. It's Angus McCorder. McCorder. I can't yeah. see his whole name there. So yeah. <laughs> um. I would never shave, especially for a prince. I just I'm wanted him to, to be that, impressed Angus. with me, and right. I had to. I had to do it. Did you do the peyote walk? Uh, yes. In, in the desert of Arizona with Jim Morrison. 
another spiritual being that we cannot even fathom his intellect and his raw emotional state. Ah, here's a chapter it's pulling up. Oh, wow. It's not gonna... uh... It's not gonna cut it. (laughs) It's not gonna cut it. I mean, sorry. (laughs) The the chapter... uh, Hold on. The chapter is coming right now. Oh, boy. Um, Let's see. I should know what it says. I mean, what chapter? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, it, okay. So, okay, I see. Ah, I found the chapter. Sorry, this is chapter six, and this is um, uh, this is an interesting tale. <laughs> this is an interesting tale, actually. Uh, this was the parable that you wrote because when you spent. This is the part of the book where you spent uh, some time on a horse farm. Uh, during your formative years, getting one of your many doctorates, and uh, I'm going to read this chapter um, on a on a horse farm. There are a lot of tales to see and a lot of tales to yeah say. Let let me um let me read this. Once upon a time, there was a wise animal husbandry <laughs> practic- practitioner who specialized in working with horses. He understood the importance of tending to the horse's spiritual and emotional needs in addition to their physical health. To do this, he would approach the horses with a gentle touch and a calming presence, much like a skilled rider would approach a spirited stallion. He knew the horses could see his energy, so he would always approach them with a clear mind and a pure heart. He believed that the horses were not just mere animals, but spiritual beings that held immense power and wisdom. He would work to create a sacred space for them, a place where they could express themselves freely and feel safe and protected. Just like a mare needs to be carefully prepared and stimulated (laughs) stimulated before she can conceive, the practitioner understood that the horses needed a certain environment and energy to thrive it's all connected jeffrey (laughs) physical (laughs) physical realm and the emotional realm it's all connected by strings you can't have harmony Uh, one can't exist without the other if one is in chaos the other one will be in chaos you have to create this natural great harmony between both the physical what you feel physically and what you feel emotionally he would He would um, he would provide them with the right conditions for them to grow and develop, much like a gardener tending a lot of to jazz plants. A lot of jazz. And just like a stallion must reach a point of climax to release his seed and create new life, the practitioner knew that the horses needed a release of their own. He would provide them with opportunities to express themselves through movement and play allowing them to fully release (laughs) any pent-up energy or tension. In this way, the practitioner was about to create a harmonious and balanced environment for the horse to thrive. He understood that the spiritual well-being of the horses was just as important as their physical health, and that by tending to both, he was able to help them reach their full potential. Jeffrey, I got to tell you, this is where the semi of semi-autobiographical uh you know there there comes 
there comes a time where it's not really about you anymore. It's about something completely else. Uh, the semi here uh, has written that part of the book. I don't have any recollection. I can neither. Uh, I can't deny that that scenario may have happened, but I, I can't confirm it either. So uh, who knows what state I was in, but that might be the semi part of the autobiography. Now, um, now I, I think we should read one last chapter before we go. And okay. this chapter, this is a very interesting chapter because it avoid it, it, it involves the, uh, um, the gentleman who wrote the, who wrote the foreword to your book, um, uh, Chaz. It was, well, I'm so sorry. I forget his name. Uh, oh yes. It was Chaz Hugh Richards Untemeyer Denton, um, who we will just call Chud for short because it's an easier name to remember than Chaz Hugh Untemeyer Denton. Uh, and right. this chapter and also, is, if you say Chaz Huge Richards, that's Chaz Huge Dick. Yeah, and this is um, th this is just an easier way to to say his name. This is another chapter. This is chapter uh, chapter seventeen, and this is a parable uh, that deals with uh, Chud's experiences uh, with horses. <laughs> he's he's had many experiences with a lot of animals. Once upon horses, a time, pigs, <laughs> you name it, whales. Uh, He's he has more experiences than just with horses, Jeffrey. Let me tell you. And I wish we had more time. I didn't know that we would be speaking about uh, uh, quote unquote Chud. Uh, had I known that earlier, uh, there are many more chapters written about him. If you really want to know those chapters. <laughs> Um, once upon a time, <laughs> once upon a time, there was a man named Chud who had a deep love for animals. <laughs> he had always sure. been, <laughs> he had always been drawn to horses, fascinated by their beauty, strength, and grace. One day Chud met, <laughs> one day Chud met a special horse named Spirit. Spirit was a creature with a gentle spirit and a kind heart chud spent hours each day caring for spirit grooming his mane and feeding him <laughs> and feeding him the best hay over time chud's love for spirit grew into something deeper he the felt deeper a connection <laughs> he felt a connection with the horse that he couldn't quite explain a bond that went beyond words a connection he, he found himself spending more and more time with spirit taking long rides through the countryside and exploring new trails they seemed to understand each other in a way that no one else could chud knew that his love for spirit was not something that could be easily understood by others but he didn't care he Their was journey along highway 69 is something magical and memorable for everyone he was content to spend his days in the company of his beloved horse, feeling a sense of peace and joy that he had never experienced before. And in spirit, Chud found a kind of love that he never thought was possible. This kind of love right here. He learned 
that love could come in many forms <laughs> and that the bond between humans and animals could be a powerful force for healing and connection. In the end, Chud knew that his love for spirit would never fade. It would remain a part of him forever, a reminder of the magical and beauty that could be found in the world where we open our hearts and minds to new possibilities. To animal husbandry you oh, want to talk about a real expert so you should have that man on your podcast to talk about oh. animal husbandry i've seen that man with buffalo sisters i've <laughs> seen that man with a lot of different kinds of animals um quite the fascinating person if you ask me um hold on but didn't he write a letter to you? Uh, well, he 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 uh, allegedly says that I stole all the concepts for this book. That he was, uh, you know, this was all his idea. That I actually stole the idea to write this book. Well, when some of these experiences may or may not have been his, uh, who's to say? Okay, now in this chapter of the book, there's actually another chapter of this book, and it's a letter from Chud to you. Mm. And it says the following. I'm sure, it's not nice. Dear Dr. Locus, I hope this letter finds you well. <laughs> I wanted <laughs> I wanted to take a moment to share with you my profound love for two incredible creatures horses and whales for as long as i can remember i have been drawn to these magnificent animals they both possess a certain power and grace that is truly awe-inspiring whether i am riding a horse through a meadow or watching a pod of whales breaching in the ocean i am filled with a sense of wonder and amazement mm. horses have been a constant presence in my life they have taught me about patience, trust, and the power of connection. There is something so special about the bond between a human and a horse. It is a relationship built on mutual respect and understanding. When I am with a horse, I feel as though I am tapping into something deeper, something more profound than words can express. And then there are whales, the gentle giants of the ocean, they are the largest creatures on earth, and yet they move with such grace and elegance. I have been lucky enough to witness their beauty up close, and <laughs> it is an experience that has stayed with me forever. Whales remind me of the vastness of a world and the power of nature. They are a reminder that there is so much more in this world than what we can see with our eyes. Let me stop you there, Jeffrey. I have, I have been lucky enough to experience him experience those experiences. That's amazing. Uh, both horses. That's, that's, that's certainly a word for it. Chud, Chud continues. Both horses and whales have taught me about love, compassion, and the interconnectedness of all things. They are reminders that we are a part of something greater than ourselves and that we must do our part to protect and care for the world around us. <laughs> I am grateful every day for the presence of these incredible creatures in my life. And I hope that one day, you too will be able to experience the beauty and wonder of horses and whales with warmth and admiration. Chud. Wow. This is why Chud, Chud's uh, writings are a little more controversial than mine because Chud 
he doesn't tell the full tale. He does create connections with these animals. Let me tell you, Jeffrey, animals. He creates the connection, but after that, when he's done, he leaves them and there's a, a path of destruction behind them. There's all sorts of broken hearts. Uh, he just ignores them. They feel like they've been used and abused. Uh, you know, while Chud does take the time to let the animals uh, feel like he cares about them at first, he's really not that great of a guy. Wow. And then there's this last tale, and this really doesn't seem to have anything to do with anything that Chud wrote you, but you still put it in the book anyway, so we're going to read it. Um, oh, boy. And you wrote this. This is chapter 19. I don't, this doesn't very, really... I'm very familiar with this one. Oh, um, oops. Uh, hold on. It seems that I'm having trouble pulling up the chapter. Let's try and get it again. Um, sorry, uh, there's horses out over yonder. I have to make sure that everything's okay. So, uh, don't mind me if I'm looking right. over this way. I'm just trying to make sure that, uh, why would you include this? This isn't, doesn't seem very thematic with the horses, but this is another, Life's not all about horses, that. Jeff, you know, you're, this spiritual road that I'm on is twisting and turning and winding. And there's a lot of what have you's and what have nots. Uh, you got to go through it all. It's not just about horses. I know there's, you know, the, the spiritual term of spirit horses there, but a lot of times it's just metaphoric. This is, uh, this is, this is something that, um, uh, again, I just want to make sure that we, when we say the word Chud, we're referring, we're referring to Chaz Hugh Untemeyer Denton, yes. who goes by the abbreviation Chud. And he writes to you in chapter 19. Again, this is a book about your spirit horse journey. I guess this is more metaphorical. Here's what he writes. Dear friend, I hope this letter finds you well. I wanted to share a recent experience with you that has left me feeling embarrassed and ashamed. I was at a... <laughs> Let me tell you, he does not feel those emotions. Embarrassed and shame are not something that that guy feels. That is just lip service right there. He he writes, I was Chaz. at a... Chaz. <laughs> Chaz, a.k.a. Chud, writes, I was at a KFC restaurant recently enjoying a meal with some friends when I had an accident. <laughs> when I had an accident, I won't get into the details, but suffice to say that I stained my pants in a way that was both embarrassing and uncomfortable. I felt like everyone was staring at me. They weren't. <laughs> And I couldn't wait to get out of there and go home. Let me tell you about this. And let me let me forget reading the passage. I want to tell you a few things about this. After he had his little accident and through his stained underdraw drawers in the corner of a KFC bathroom. <laughs> this man got up and continued to just walk around. With his brown raisin striped sweatpants <laughs> all throughout town <clears throat> with no shame, no humility. We continued on to a hard rock cafe. Have you ever been to a hard rock, Jeffrey? Yes. Uh, in the hard rock, 
you know, he, he wants to see the memorabilia on the walls. Um, people are eating their food. Ooh. And he gets up and leans over their tables to look at Angus's guitars. There's drumsticks. And he's got he's got the little the Hershey squirts marks all over his sweatpants. And the people are just looking at us as like, how did you get this animal out of the barn? I, I was embarrassed, Jeff embarrassed and this guy had no shame whatsoever as we continued on through the hard it's the, so the weird hard rock. and we walked all over the town of baltimore that that afternoon we went to uh what do they call it camden yards with his uh hershey squirt pants quite and, quite embarrassing jeff it's so weird because right here he literally says the experience left me feeling embarrassed and self-conscious i couldn't stop thinking about what had happened and I worried that others would judge me for my mistake. This is all lip service because after the fact, he knows. He knows there's a tale to tell. And he doesn't want to feel embarrassed after the fact. But in that moment, Jeffrey, in that moment, there was no shame and no humility. He said, I felt like I had left myself down. And I wonder if it would, if I would ever be able to show my face in public again. Well, let me tell you, he's let himself down way more after the fact. <laughs> But as I thought about it more, I realized that accidents happen to everyone. We are all human and we all make mistakes. Yes. The, the important thing is how we respond to the mistakes. I see why you included this in chapter 19. So I decided to take a deep breath, laugh it off, and move on. I remained I reminded myself to be learned in that. I reminded myself that there is no shame in being human and that the best thing I could do was to forgive myself and let go of my embarrassment. <laughs> in the end, I learned an important lesson about self-acceptance and compassion. I realized that it's okay to make mistakes and that mo the most important thing is to be kind to ourselves and to others. Thank you for listening, Dr. Locus, and I hope that my experience can serve as a reminder that we are all worthy of love and acceptance, no matter what mistakes we may make. Sincerely, Chud. And in that passage, I truly have learned to uh, <clears throat> just accept him for who he is and forgive and let live. It's beautiful. I, I'm really, I got to tell you, I am so emotionally overwhelmed right now by just learning about this and your book and again i just want to highlight the book one more time as we we wind down it's it's uh we we uh as we as we uh end this um wonderful visit with dr carlton locus and um i just can't thank the the doctor enough for coming in and discussing his experiences with spirit horses and this wonderful this has been such a wonderful journey with you doctor Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's I, I, been a wonderful experience. I, I really, I, I can't say enough good things about this. I can't wait to read. I, like I said, I've read a few chapters. I can't wait to read this new book journey of my spirit horse. Very soon available where all books are sold. Keep your eyes peeled for the pre-order. It's my understanding that every single pre-order will come with a stain on the inside of the book. And if it comes with a stain, that's a beautiful thing. So I just want to thank you so much for that. I'm, I'm really, I'm just, 
I'm verklempt right now. I just I can't get over. I'm at a this. I'm at a loss for words. I'm so appreciative of these kind words. And yes, uh, there will be a stain on every book. Not every stain equally distributed. Uh, right. Because life is that way, you know. Life is always that way, whether we want it to be or not. So. Again, I'd like to thank the good Dr. Carlton Locus for jumping in here tonight uh, and doing our very first author's visit here at the From Us channel. So it's such an honor to speak with the doctor and to hear about his exploits with horses and coming to them and, you know, them coming to him and just all just of riding it. this journey together, just riding through. Because sometimes to see the path, yeah, sometimes to see the path, you must go through it. Journey of the Spirit Horse. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Peace and hair grease. We will we'll see you next time on the From Us channel tomorrow night. We are we have Super Bob and Bat Jeff um, nerding it out over Batman. Till then, we will see you. Goodbye.